what is up? I miss you a lot. But welcome back to the podcast, Becoming the Character. Welcome back to this movement that we all breathe and that we all share in to become better characters and change the narratives that have rotted this world to what it is now. Welcome back to this war. Um, my name is Dallas Prater, if you don't already know. I'm the host of this podcast. And um, a few months back, I recently had a friend pass away. Um, and we weren't like best friends, like talk every day, but we were good friends. You know, known each other since middle school. Um, shared a lot of intimate moments together. Uh, the guy's name was Quante. And, um, Quante, man, I remember he, and Quante was a, a quirky guy as a kid. Um, you know, he was like a classic weebo, which I like a lot of anime. But, uh, he was very deep into anime, made like way, way back, you know. Um, spoke a little bit of Japanese, you know, he was that much into anime. And, um, you know, learn karate and the fighting moves and do little black backflips off the wall and do his hair like the anime characters um, and things like that. But despite that uh, flamboyant side of his personality, um, me and Quante had found some common ground in the in the later years. Now, obviously, we had common ground because we were cool. We were friends. But... Um, in terms of things we like, we found common ground. Um, and that was in when he was younger, man. One thing I always remember, man, is we would chill at my homie's Nate house. And he he liked Kanye a lot. You know, I remember this one day, man. Uh, must have been a summer day because those were the days where I hung, there, hung, up, hung out there, you know, 7th, 8th, ninth grade. And we were very young. Um, and we would chill out in his basement on them summer days and Nate would play the guitar or make music or we'd watch a movie or get in the pool or, you know, just watch, you know, watch him like a Wolf of Wall Street or something like that. Um, we had a lot of good times. And um, I remember this one summer day, man, you know, Quante was doing his flips and jumping around and, you know, in the background, I think it was Stronger or Power playing. Um, and Stronger and Power... Um, you know, were some of his favorite songs from Kanye, obviously. Um, this was when those albums were, like, fresh off the press. But me, on the other hand, man, I was somebody that I didn't really like Kanye. I remember when I was younger, I actually hated Kanye. You know, I felt like he was arrogant. You know, he was just rude and narcissistic, and he didn't have any actual talent. It wasn't much I really liked about him. You know... Fast forward all of these years later, um, this friend of mine uh, was found alone, you know, and he had passed away in his room. Um, I don't know what the official, you know, diagnosis of his death was, but you know, I don't, I don't know why I've caused to believe maybe someone said it to me or something like that. It may have been a drug overdose. But all these years later, I'm a great fan of Kanye, uh, or I was. You know, things have changed. 
Um, I don't like that when he went on the show in 2013 uh, and when he was asked about Tyga dating Kylie Jenner, he said he got in there early when Kylie was a minor. And that's kind of my bone to pick with him right now. But I remember in uh, 2013, I really did, you know, 2013 all the way through like 2020, man, I probably was the biggest Kanye fan on the planet. And it all changed for me. Like, I remember even when like albums like Born Center and Yeezus dropped on the same day. Uh, I remember that day. I was walking up to Nate House with a friend of mine named Morgan, and it was hot. It was a hot summer June day. Um, it must have been June. It was so hot. And it was green, and Maryland was blooming, and it was a good time. And uh, we were just sitting there listening to J. Cole's album. And then we were listening to, to Kanye's album. Uh, I remember we got to his house, put on that Joe to see freestyle with J. Cole and Drake. Um, I see through it like fish tanks with no fish in them, you know, uh, listening to Born Center and, you know, Morgan was trying to convince me at that point in time. Oh, Kanye's one of the greatest artists of all time. You got to listen to Kanye, Kanye, Kanye. And I'm like, man, Kanye's some BS, man. I'm straight dissing the boy. Um, but maybe a year or two after that, I don't exactly remember when. I was just chilling in my house one day, and I put on that Yeezus album. And I was just listening to it. I'm like, oh, oh, shit. This is Okay. Okay, this is kind of fire. Okay. Uh-huh. And, uh, you know, the album, when I had completed it, man, the way that album's oriented, it's oriented so perfectly. You get all the way to the last song, and you're like, what was this? And then Down 2 comes on, and it all makes sense. You know, the album is rough and abrasive, as people say. Um, but the sweetness of Down 2 kind of ties it all together and makes it perfect. You know, um, and obviously every track on the album leading up to that point is amazing. Like, hold my liquor, all these, you know, um, the amazing tracks. But, you know, the balance of the album is what I'm talking about. I judge musicians by their projects, not by the, by the songs on their projects. And projects have to have balance and they have to go for a certain amount of time and, you know, have a certain amount of interludes. Like after the first song, it breaks, ah, they give us what we need. It might not be what we want. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it has to have some type of flavor. It can't be just, you know, hook, verse, hook, verse, hook, uh, and then go into the next song. Hook, verse, hook, verse, all the way to the end. It has the right stack of features. It has to use them in the right way. Like, throw Bon Iver on the track with Chief Keef. Um, I remember listening to the album, and it just sparked my curiosity about this character that people had revered so much in my life. And I remember going to the internet, and this was around the time, uh, I must have been in high school, uh, around the time where, you know, the 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 interview was was circulated actually maybe the interview actually came before i listened to the album because the interview actually did come out before that album i think but i remember watching the interview um with kanye talking about him you know building the yeezy brand and how he was struggling to get his shoe line out of the door and um and i was just watching the you know interview he talked you know the points and the ideas he talked on he talked to them with, so, with such eloquence and such grace. And, um, you know, the ideas were of such prolific origin. Um, it wasn't something that that such such unique origin. It wasn't something that every other rapper talked about or every other rapper cared about. Um, 
he discussed ideas and plights that I hadn't heard before. And coming to the conclusion of the interview, he had that little snap, like where Sway's was like, man, spend your own money, make it on your own. And he's like, how, Sway, how, Sway, how, Sway? You know, uh, you know, uh, he went in debt for his brand and for his company and, and how the, you know, the, the heads of these corporations trying to hold him back from producing and, you know, being the Medici family and standing up and let him create, like, you know, um, and it was really that interview combined with that album. I really don't know which came first, but the interview was the centerpiece of it because then I just started binging on interviews that were coming out around that time. And, um, you know, I, I kind of fell in love with this person's plight. You understand what I mean? I fell in love with the struggle of 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 what was going on, this mission that he was up against. Now, he's a person that is a character. His character is, is, is he, he builds strong characters, but he swaps characters very quickly. And so his fans will often say, oh, I hate, uh, you know, I miss the old Kanye. Oh, the old Kanye, Kanye this, Kanye that. He changed, da, 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 this, you know, but, um. You know, he crafted a character in those interviews so perfectly and put the icing on the cake by crafting the environment around the character, the movement. Um, if you listen to, you know, the person that I look up to and get most of my information from, Russell Brunson, uh, you know, in the book Expert Secrets, he talks about, you know, the, 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 you know, the components of a mass movement. And obviously it's the charismatic leader, the attractive character, the character, which is what this podcast is all about. But there's also the cause you know, what is the future? What are you trying to establish? Um, and then there's a new opportunity. What is the new way in which you'll establish that, that future? But what Kanye did well in those interviews was that he talked a lot about the cause, what it was that he was, where it was he was going, what it is he wanted to do, um, and how that represented a new opportunity or how he had a new opportunity to get there and how it represented a new opportunity for people like him or people, uh, yeah, people like him, artists who wanted to do bigger and better things. Like, there was this glass ceiling that he was trying to break. And because he had weaved, you know, that design um, so well, you know, I was I was in love with the with the mass movement. Even even, you know, the origins of this podcast, Grand Design, it was from a Kanye West quote. He said, I believe that the world um, can be can be saved by design. And uh, that's something I'm like. I started to understand around the time after I began this podcast. You probably wonder where I'm going with this story, um, and I'm, I'm going to reveal it pretty soon. But you know, it was it was these little series of interviews and, and the plight and the struggle and the pain of this person that kind of made me see past everything that had blocked me from loving this character in the first place. Um, had he talked about his chain? Had he talked about his success? His success? How great he was? Um, what he had done in the past, obviously. Um, you know, his music, the product itself, it wouldn't have mattered to me. Um, I wouldn't have cared about his projects or anything like that. Uh, what appealed to me was that this person had pain and had struggle. And in in a way, that was something that was relatable to me. You understand what I'm saying? Like, it was something that I felt in my heart. And so I was just walking up the street, right, just now. And... There was this homeless guy uh, on the side of the corner store. There's a liquor store that I go to just to buy snacks and stuff. Um, and the homeless guy, I don't remember what he said. He he asked me for a dollar. He said, can I get a dollar, man? A nickel, a penny, like whatever you have to offer. Can I, can I please get something? And 
and I shrug and I'm like, man, I don't have anything on me. Which every time I do that, I think of the Kendrick Lamar song, how much a dollar cost, you know, uh, you know, just a dollar for for this for this homeless man. And um, but I told him I didn't have anything. I walked in the store. And the reason I told him that I didn't have everything, I mean, anything is because, and this has been like the past year, if you fast forward, you know, just 10 minutes before that, not even that, but maybe two or three minutes before that event, before I left my car to go on, to go on to the liquor spot and grab a large bag of Doritos for my girlfriend's self tape. Um, I was just sitting down here in the car and this is one thing that I won't miss when I, well, maybe I will, you never know with these things when I, you know finally achieve the success that I want um I was actually just talking to the bank teller on the phone you know trying to get him to clear off the overdraft on my account because I had negative $12 the other day and then I paid it off with about $15 I had $2 and some change on my account and I woke up this morning and it was a negative 35 overdraft here on my account so I had negative $33 in my account and I just talked the lady talked to the lady uh told her the truth and uh you can actually do these. If you have an overdrafting account, you can just call them and maybe they'll erase it depending on your situation. Um, and she was able to get that taken down for me. And um, so like, I told him the truth. I, I had nothing in my account. Um, but beyond telling him the truth, uh, I tell many people the truth. You may realize on this podcast, you know, the, you know, what is in my account, my current state of life is, is painted very well. It's painted very vividly and very honestly and very truthfully, even if the, the highlights and the darkest darks are, are, are pitiful to experience and pitiful to hear. And it's something that you, you know, uh, wouldn't necessarily divulge yourself. Um, and I say that because the reason for doing so is, is, is the same as like the mechanics of honesty, the mechanics of, of, of struggle and plight, um, work in a way where more better develops your character in the eyes of the audience and it more easily allows for someone that is vulnerable and in 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 relatable uh, that people can rally behind you understand what i'm saying now there are multiple reasons like you know the, the dissipation of my ego and pride a lot of people protect what it is that they have because of their pride and you know, I, I'm pride has you know held me back so much in my life. I want to get rid of as much of it as possible. Um, there are a lot of reasons, a myriad of reasons, but you know, the criti- most critical reason is I remember um, Stephen Larson was talking to Russell Brunson uh, about his podcast, and you know, in his first, he says this publicly in the first, you know, fifteen or so episodes of his podcast. You know, it sounds like he was reading from a piece of paper because he actually was. He was too nervous to be the character, Stephen Larson, the capitalist pig, and and be who he is, and just talk on his podcast freely. I mean, it was something that was difficult and nerve wracking to do for him to do. I mean, he he vowed at a point in his life that he would never publish content. Um, and so going back over his podcast episodes, he said, "Man, like it, it's crazy, but like the like my first like 50 episodes of my podcast, like they actually suck. Like they're terrible. Um, he says, I've been thinking about going back and deleting them. And he says, you know, he was the most animated he ever saw Russell. He jumped up out of his seat and was like, no, don't delete that. Never. It's the only way they actually know you were human at some point. Yeah. 
And so a lot of people who go on to you know, become characters, uh, like I said, it's like ties into the last part, is the, the myth of the hero personality. They want to be the hero. They want to be the person who's flawless. They feel like they have to have credentials or be successful in order to be a character or, or bring something of value or merit to this world. But, you know, I find in my life that it's actually the opposite. If you want to begin your mass movement as the character and the leader of that mass movement, um, I subscribe to the process that Russell Brunson and Stephen Larson and pretty much every Mark Gary V, every marketer and business person on the planet lays down. They say you don't want to create content. You just want to document the story. Just document what it is that, that's happening. Uh, it's this program called uh, the 30 Day Challenge. And Russ, um, Stephen Larson, he teaches the 30 Day Challenge for Russell Brunson and the ClickFunnels company. And he says when he starts, to, if he if he lost everything and he had to start all over, um, he wouldn't necessarily like he would he would get loud. That would be his first one. He'd get very loud, and he would get loud in a way that's contradictory to which mo- what most people would would believe he would do. He said he would get loud and he would get very descriptive about the plight that had gone on, uh, about his plight, about his battles, about his struggles that he was undergoing. You know, he lost it all. He has 30 days to get it back. Like he would tell them in excruciating detail, like he does in all his content, what it is that he's struggling to grow past. Um, now he says publish scars, you know, don't necessarily publish wounds. Um, but, but, but the entire idea of publishing things that have troubled you and things that have hurt you um is 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 a consistent theme across most business people and most marketers content and the reason for that is because people don't want to participate people don't want to learn about wars that have come and gone people right now they have plights and pains and struggles and you know uh, it, it goes into levels of energy actually but you know like like senses like terms of energy attract and misery loves company you know a, a lot of our world is governed and described best by the most classic quotes that we've grown up on tree that's the way you want to be treated misery loves company um negativity loves negativity um and i'm not saying this is inherently negativity or misery or anything like that but a lot of people are going through pain and strife and um to hear about people who are successful uh without hearing about where they've gone uh, it rubs a lot of people the wrong way or, or, or it alienates them. And so it's like Russell Brunson said, you want to document exactly what you're going through, exactly what you're suffer, suffering through, because it's the only way everyone, anyone will ever relate to you and follow along with your story and know that you're human. And so as if you want to be a character and begin your mass movement, you have to publish your struggles, publish your strife, publish your plights, because those are the most important part. I've had someone come up to my brother in the streets the other day, a friend of mine, and just say, man, what, what Dallas is doing is inspirational. It's an inspiration. And my brother texted me in that and told me that. And I'm just like, man, that means a lot. Um, and it's not even the first time I've heard something like that. I've heard some, you know, things like that on countless occasions. You know, people, you know, just have a lot of praise for the honesty and the way I've shared the story and the journey and what is going on. Um, you know, you may think being someone that's poor and undesirable uh, because you have nothing to offer to the world uh, is something that turns your audience away, but it's actually the you know the the you know the the mechanism that brings them in, in, in close and con- you know congeals that bond. And the reason is you know because they relate to you, they relate to your plight, they relate to your struggle, and they realize okay, well I'm not just learning about wars that have come and gone and ideas that no longer apply to the times that we're in. I'm joining alongside a comrade 
in a war against evil. You know, one of the most critical elements of any movement, uh, one of the most critical things that you can do as a character character is is to unite people. Um, I have the Expert Seekers book in front of me right now. One of the biggest parts of the cause is us versus them. Okay, um, you have to take a stand and you have to take a stand against an active enemy and convince people that there's something that you're up against, something to destroy. And that's why all politicians, you know, they, they, you know, they, you know, just as a, you know, as a principle, like they, they rely on scapegoats, you know, uh, immigrants are coming over the wall, you know, which they're illegal. I don't know how you count that or know that number at unprecedented rates and we are under attack by it, it, it's China China Joe and uh, or or you know Donald Trump is bad like it, it, you know it's always within politics scapegoat they call it fear mongering on, on the little uh, nerd pages or whatever but there's always something to fear always something to go against um, because those are just for human beings, you know, most human beings, the way their brain is wired is not for reward. I mean, rewards matter to people, but most of it is fear based. Most of it is away from punishment. And if they can join an in group to defeat punishment, to defeat an enemy, to, to defeat being castigated, um, that's how actually a lot of tribes are formed. A lot of tribes form, you know, against the enemy that's persecuting them and against the idea of being uh, an outcast. Um, and so if you can paint a common enemy it's like it's like the quote the enemy of my enemy is my friend if you can paint an enemy that you two share in common then suddenly your friendship and the bond that you build as a leader of that tribe becomes that much more deep um also you know the documenting process of you documenting your plight and your struggle and the things you're going through is, is important in real time because again that's the only way people will know you're human and the only way you'll ever have some merit to the mass movement that you go on to build. You can see people uh, when it comes to people like billionaires and the, the you know absurdly wealthy, as people say. Um, people generally it's generally agreed upon. You know, uh, people come to a consensus that the only way to acquire a billion dollars in wealth is to be, you know, I was reading a comment earlier. Let's try, try to remember uh, to to exploit people to be shrewd and evil and, and uh, take advantage of people around you and things like that. It's the only way in most people's handbook to become a billionaire um, because these billionaires, they don't have track records that document what it is that they've gone through. People don't know that at one point they were human. And so if you go on to do great things, but you don't document it and document the struggle and the plight as it's happening in real time, then whatever you accomplished uh the utility of that accomplishment is cut in half because you'll never be able to form a movement of people that resonate with what it is that you feel because they won't be able to draw a clearer visual between where they are and where you are there won't be a clear pathway or blueprint to what it is that they they can become so you'll be rich and famous but everything that you say to people everything you say to the mass it'll fall on deaf ears because they can never see a relation between their lives and yours. They can never see the, 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 you know, the path to freedom, the path to the light. And so, you know, you kill a lot of your leadership by leading out, leaving out the things that you feel will actually kill it. It's very, very important to be pain and go into deep, excruciating detail because that's where our heroes and the people that we believe in and look up to are founded. Um, yeah, so... 
as a you know as a character as somebody who's starting a mass movement um as your mass movement progresses and goes on um you you really want you know an origin piece for people to see like okay we started here and then we're here okay and 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 they can catch up with the rest of the tribe and see the reason the rationales and the evolution of the tribe and all the tribe has gone through um and also in real time you want to have something that people at the core level can relate to a war and a cause that they can join and so I guess to sum this entire episode up in a single bound, you have to have a cause and an active cause, a problem, a scenario that you want to break out of and an enemy that you want to defeat. Uh, that is a completely underrated part of most movements. Um, it, it really is the driver of all emotions and the most critical part. So when you start your show, when you start your podcast as the character, um, tell everybody about it, about your life, but, but tell them about why that all matters what all this cumulative life and experience and all these moments are gearing towards what is the future that you see um and how and what do you have to overcome to achieve that future uh it's a critical part of becoming a character i think but that's really all i have to say for this episode i appreciate you so much for wish for listening i forgot to advertise in this episode we're doing a free summit um it's called the becoming the character summit this podcast is about becoming a character that is attractive that is magnetic that captivates people and and and, uh is able to persuade and influence the masses to join them uh in in a march towards a common goal to 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 the point where people are it's just irresistible who have no choice but to want to do things for you and to serve you and to follow you towards you know the future that you envision how is it that you become that person that character that leader whether it be in relationships or dating or in business is really entrepreneurship podcast but but in, in, in business and like, um, yeah, how it is that you, you know, become that person, um, that, 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 that wins the loyalty, the, the wallets and, and the adoration of the masses, the following of the masses. How is it essentially that you be an influential thing, be an influential being. And so, uh, with the becoming the character summit, we have about 20 to 30 people who've actually done it they're all multi-millionaires with multi-million dollar companies per year um insanely wealthy people um and they all have insanely mass followings a lot of these people you probably already know a lot of them are household names you 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 know their followings and 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 and, um you're probably a part of a lot of these followings and what these people are going to do is break down how it is that they built these followings by how it is by what are the tactics and strategies behind being an influential and attractive and magnetic personality an irresistible personality people can't help but you know you know get behind uh somebody like steve jobs who just just wanted to be around and do anything that steve jobs asking and helped him create one of the biggest companies on the planet uh how is it that you become that character and from there build a moon what are the tactics and strategies behind that and if so essentially what i ask these uh speakers on the summit is if you were nobody when you woke up how is it that you would become this you know use the tactics and strategies behind being a magnetic character to build it all up again in 30 days um and the summit's entirely free okay this is something that you don't want to miss starting september 28th we're going to go live for four days in a row and have these speakers just come on and blow your mind um, and when it ends, it ends. Uh, you may never see this information again. And so I want you to go uh, to the Facebook group because it's free and the summer will air live um, in the Facebook group. So go down in the description below and join. The, it, it'll be like a Facebook link 
Facebook group link and just click the link and join the Facebook group um, and prepare for this summit, man. It'll absolutely blow you away. I have no uh, I have no doubt about it. Um, with that being said, uh, join the Facebook group, rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast. Um, and yeah, I just appreciate you so much for listening. In the Facebook group, we're going to go live almost every day, probably every day, leading up to the summit. And uh, we're going to be collecting questions from Q&As uh, to give to the summit speakers. And also, we're going to do, uh, I'm going to break down some of the tactics and strategies associated with becoming a character and also some of the tactics and strategies I'm learning from some of these speakers as I interview them um, in advance. So go to the Facebook group. Um, but this is Dallas Prater. This is becoming the character summit. I mean, no, this is becoming the character podcast. I appreciate you so much for listening. Um, I've been con- pretty consistent nowadays, so I'll talk to you tomorrow. Um, and hopefully you're there tomorrow. I look forward to seeing you. Thank you.